Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hello, hello. Another week and more drama. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> On a soap opera? I don't know. But I have to say this, though. I feel like the dialogue is much smoother than that, like, week when I was with you. And I was like, what am I watching? It's true, though, because that first week I felt like I was watching an entirely different show that I needed yes. to catch up or ignore. It just felt like bizarre land. But now that we're... Three weeks in, I feel that there's a flow. I feel like there's just, like, closure on certain things. They're leaving open avenues. Like, I feel back in the groove. Yes, it definitely feels a lot smoother. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, too. I feel like, is it just me? Or does it feel like there's a lot more happening, like, in the sense of a lot more characters being covered in an episode? And, like, even, like, cutting scenes, like, some of them feel shorter. Like, there's just more. Oh, 100%. Like, when I write my notes and, like, Today's episode, I felt like a lot happened. Like, yeah, there's a lot of we people. We went through, right? Like, we went through, and you know, like, in the beginning open credits, like, they've always done this. The characters that are going to be in the show are in the opening credits. Yeah. So when it was, like, flipping through today, like, hot damn, there's a lot of people. <laughs> wow, you're so clever in making that association. And I feel like I need to keep my eyes more open as I look at this. <laughs> um, okay. So it, the week starts off with Carly being mad at Joss for not answering her phone. Okay, like that was really funny to me because Joss is like dolled up to the nines. Like her dress is right? like an evening. <laughs> yes. It's like an evening dress. So I was trying to be like, okay, give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she like got up, got ready, and then realized her phone was off. Not like she rolled out of bed, saw the messages on her phone, and then was like, you know what? I'm feeling a mood today. I'm just going to like get dolled up. <laughs> no, she was with Dex and legit rolled out of bed and went to go yep. get her mom from the police station. But this is what I absolutely loved about that scene. How subtle was it? No one mentioned Dex, but they showed us in just a few seconds, like how, like where Joss is at in her life. You know what I mean? Very wrapped up in her romance. Again, makes sense for her age and where she's at. But they depicted a lot, a lot about Joss, a lot about Dex, a lot about her feelings to that relationship in that little scene. Well, just like disconnected, fact, like, right? Disconnected. Like, look at your family. It's the kind of family where you have to kind of be on call. Well, basically, like, you're so on point because that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, especially for somebody that age in the world that we live in now to completely disconnect is so bizarre. Because she's so caught up. That's the point, right? <laughs> she's a little bit like things are falling to the side. She's infatuated. A little bit of a one-track mind. But I really appreciated the real talk from Joss, though. Because she was all like, yeah, I'm sorry for not being available. And you spent the night in jail. But then yeah. Joss got super confused when she found out her mom had the opportunity to be signed out of the PCPD, which is an absolutely brand new thing that we have learned about. Oh my God, so funny. And I thought about you when they were having this conversation in the sense that Joss has given her mom eyes like, do you love him? Do you not love him? Do you like him? Are they? Are we actually family? Like she was really trying to navigate that situation so delicately, but her eyes were saying something entirely different. <laughs> Well, because she was wondering what on earth is going on. Because you're like, I thought you said we had to, like, 
be okay with him. So, like, why wouldn't you accept anything from him? And Carly did sound a little ranty. Like, mm-hmm. we, of, of, of course, standing on your own is valid enough, right? Like, that's a valid argument. But it, but now she's sounding a little like, I can't be around him because I can't be around him because it's risky to be around him. It's leaning right? there now. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sonny was, you know, <laughs> he got, he, he's got a plan going. We're seeing him like really be on point. He may have missed a giant camera that filmed his transaction between him and Pikeman ages ago when Dex was set up as a plant. <laughs> yes. But now he's back and he has like a, like a USB key. And planting yeah. fake data. Like, look at that. Okay, so that made me laugh so friggin' much because he did not know what the internet was when he was in Nixon Falls. I know. Yeah, but that um, was Mike, right? That was Mike. <laughs> Mike was new to the world, was like, internet, shim internet. Sonny's like, I got a USB key. Brick said it does things, so <laughs> I trust him. That plan was so amazing. It was so funny to watch it unfold. There's so many different parts. I want to hear what you have to say about certain people. (laughs) (laughs) About certain. Okay. So, I mean, look, I loved, I loved the plan. And I mean, like, meanwhile, you have Ava, who's obviously, like, really worried about Betty and Avery. But I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, she knows who Sunny's guys are. She even listed it to Austin, like, Dex is Sunny's guy. And I'm like, you need to stop. I know. Okay. (laughs) The sharing of information needs to be one way. Ava needs to be feeding Sunny information and Austin as little as possible. Okay. So Sunny explains the whole plan to Dex, I believe, and tells him what his role is going to be. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for the confirmation. Um, Betty. O-M-G. This one. Like, literally, she told Avery to stop talking to the bodyguard? Really? Yeah, I couldn't. Even because I feel like she knows these people better. They're like part of her family. And I mean, the guard knows that there's a mission happening because yes, that would yes. have been instantly reported to Sunny. I know they had to just kind of like be easy breezy about things, but I was like, wow, hot damn, day two, and you think you have control over everything. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. That's what just tell like they're literally they're straight from Pawtuck. Like this is the thing. Like <laughs> Betty gets this job and she's like, I am running things. I am <gasps> running things. She has the Nina disease. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Nina certainly doesn't feel like she's running things anymore. That's for sure. But like with Betty, like just the way that she acts and when she goes inside dealing with Avery, it's like when she like as a parent, okay, who knows that at a certain age, that's our torture for a parent in the nighttime. She's like, um, you had a big day. I think you need a nap. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't. Like, (laughs) are you sure you're a nanny? Like, what is wrong with you? And then her like compromise. Okay, fine. If you're not going to sleep, put on these headphones and watch a tablet. 
I think it's funny that like tablets, it feels more like normal that like there's it does have tablets. <laughs> it does. It totally does. It's super relatable. But that girl is crazy. Like she just starts rummaging behind Avery with guards, right? It's not right? like this is just a regular person's house. No one's home coast is clear. There are guards that come in and out. Like, I don't understand. How is that not a factor? Like, obviously they want her to do this, yes. but she obviously doesn't know what she's doing. And then like when Nina came, right? Like everything is set in motion. The guards know, <laughs> which makes me feel better. Like even for like for Ava, it's like she's being watched. Like she's never actually alone with Betty. Exactly. But when Nina showed up, I was like, no, what? I was like, she's going to ruin things. So she's going to ruin things. But just, just what he, I feel like Dex enjoyed that so much. I know for so many reasons. I'm shooting like an early start of that scene because honestly, it was one of my favorites for so many reasons. Like Nina's space acting. Dex, like it was almost like, haha I'm doing it for Joss but also showing that like you're not permanent (laughs) yes because you know what I mean like yes there's Joss but I feel like that scene like a while back where he was very um assertive with Nina yes I think that was about his love for Sunny right so he feels a way about Sunny and I don't think he believes that Nina is the right person for him oh my god 100% you know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, there's a lot behind Dex's um, feelings towards Anina, but just her utter confusion. I mean, <laughs> once again, you know, in the words of Ava, you're dating a crime boss. So I'm just saying not being let into the apartment is not the same as just you're dating a random rich guy who decides to have bodyguards for show and doesn't let you in the house. That's weird. But Sunny is a criminal. <laughs> yes. So, like, that's the thing. Like, why would you push? Like, do you even know what you'd be walking into? Well, like, and that's what strikes me. Like, not understanding that business is being conducted. What if Sunny was in there um, having a meeting for whatever reason? Like, she doesn't know the dynamics of what happens. And the louder she's getting, I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to ruin this. She's going to hear Dex's voice and things are going to go astray. And it's just, like, really not getting the concept of what's happening. But that's what it feels like for Betty. It's like they've both watched movies on how things work but don't know the reality of how it should be (laughs) well exactly they're they feel like they're living they're basically living in a fantasy like with nina i think back to that analogy we use and and who she really is right nina is this teenager and that's what they portray and with nina it's what she's doing is she rather stick to this narrative of like the dramatic relationship. Oh my gosh, Sunny's not letting me in and I'm going to find <laughs> out why. And she refuses <laughs> to accept the criminal part. Like even Ava, every time Ava gives her that reality check, mm-hmm. it's like in one ear, out the other. She was more like, but I'm alone in the middle of the night. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like that's her response <laughs> to, to having it being pointed out to her. So I really do think they're playing that. Um, that's consistent when it comes to Nina, like that teenage character that's more focused on that, like jealousy, dramatic relationship instead of actual fact. And she seems to like that. Oh, 100%. It's fun to watch. And like Betty feels really accomplished. She's like, I had a mission and I accomplished it one time. I literally ah, ah, ah. snuck into his office, Googled crime, found the folder and got exactly what I needed. And there's zero suspicious about this. I'm just saying, would Sunny truly have files that said Pikeman? And no password? No. 
No, 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 because it's his office, and that is password enough. She she cracked the code. <laughs> she got past security, which was apparently the bodyguards that let her in, mm. and then it was like free reign, and she found just the right piece of information. And the funny thing was, um, I forget if this was before or after, because like Betty and and Mason were in Austin's office, and I almost felt like Austin was gonna blow it yes. by highlighting how just perfect everything seemed to have unfolded <laughs> um yeah I think he's doing his best to keep his expressions intact but yeah it was really dumb I feel like Austin knows what's up oh yeah for sure and like they're just so dumb between Mason and Betty and even Betty so like before she even gets to Sunny's office this is the thing about her Dex interrupts right yeah and he's like what are you doing she's like looking at mail she's like I'm trying to find crafts on the mail, on top <laughs> on the of the whatever. <laughs> and then it's like the nurse she has to turn around and tell Dex, it's best that we not be disturbed as I look for crafts. You know what I mean? Like it just, <laughs> it made zero sense, but I love the communication between Dex and Avery, like how excited she gets to see him and how yes. he just shushes her and, he, and she trusts him. Yes. Oh, crap. You know what that reminds me of? What? <laughs> Joss and Jason. Oh, I kind of like that. Yes. Right? Like Joss and like Michael, all of them, they trust their uncle and this figure <gasps> that's been there since they were little, like implicitly. And Avery, without hesitation, just followed what he had to say. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah. And so this dum-dum after Dex leaves is like, <laughs> now I'm positive no one else will pop in. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go to the office. It's like, that's sketches it is she gets a little nervous about like inserting the usb and like transferring one file i'm like really you're sucky i would have taken all the files if i found crime files she's like oh my god i just need this one sheet i'm like and it was perfectly labeled look at that and then <laughs> when she finally gets everything she just sits there and i'm like what are you doing like what are you doing she's just reveling in the completed mission instead of like getting up and leaving I it felt very cartoon, like she needed a cat on her lap and like an evil laugh or something. Oh man, she was super proud. And I mean, so at this point, Sunny is now describing this whole mission to Ava. So this is morning time, but end of the yeah. day? I think, yeah, time, time is weird again. Wait a second, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Betty was tasked with bringing Avery back yep. to the apartment after yep. camp. Yeah. And Sunny had Betty come to the apartment in the morning before leaving for camp, before going to Ava's. And then Ava went to see Sunny after Betty picked up Avery. And then Joss just woke up as beautiful as she was. Yeah, so then Joss woke up in the morning and then Nina came to see them, but it was after camp and then ran to see Ava and Sunny, which was supposed to be morning. So I'm guessing they spent the day together. And... <laughs> <laughs> they spoke real slow. And then Nina bust in being like, Busted. What's what's going on? And this is the first time she questioned Ava. The way she spoke to her, what are you doing yes. here? I was shocked. Like she what? really she's worried about Carly. And I think her eyes just opened a little tiny. A little Ava. <laughs> a little, but she's in denial though. Like she fights hard against reality, right? She's fighting hard against the fact that she is dating a criminal and just sees it as, oh my gosh, she's so busy sometimes and it's hard to manage. 
and that's rough. <laughs> and I'll work it out and I'll eventually get more devotion from him. Like, that's what she sees. And yeah, she's obsessed about the ex-wife. But now, yeah, I think she saw that with Ava. And then when she sees Ava later that week at the Metro Court, she's like, you tell me things. Like, we tell each other things. You tell me everything. And I'm like, she never has, actually. She never has. She never has. You have loose lips. You say everything. And she tried. She poked at Ava. She didn't get what she wanted. So I think she really is trying to hold on to this. Ava tells me everything. Again, not true. It's so not true. And Ava just, like... Again, early gold star. Her face acting, literally the positioning physically of Ava standing so close in between Nina and Sunny as they're having their conversation was so hilarious. It was so comedic. Like, I couldn't even. Her face acting on point. So good with her martini glass and everything. Like, like she's a peanut gallery. It was fantastic. And then her... (laughs) Her job at Nina about the SEC... (laughs) Okay, but what was interesting to me about that, it's the first time one of Ava's snarky remarks actually registered for Nina. Oh, very true. Very Ava insults catch. this woman left and right, <laughs> and all Nina ever gives is womp womp face. Yeah, hmm, like every time. <laughs> And this was the first time she was like, that's mean. And like in the office part, when when Ava was being like super funny, you know, she started with the whole like, it's about Avery. And then she kind of slinked out a little bit. And then even at the table, I love the excuse she was giving. Oh, Nina, I don't want to tell you when, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And I don't want to get you involved with something that has zero to do with you. As if like she was doing her a favor, the way she was saying it. I thought this was hilarious. Hilarious. So this is another time, you know, there's been a lot of focus on Sunny and using the word family and kind of giving it Mm. a renewed narrative of what it used to be. So kind of bringing it back full circle as to who he was. So he's been using that word a lot. And I found it so poignant that he was using it in front, like telling Nina, like, this is about family, but talking about Ava, talking about Avery. So once again, not only does he say family, family, family a lot, but Nina is never truly included in that word. And when she said, I feel like an employee, I don't find that he had such a big reaction. As he should. No, not at all. Like, (laughs) so it's so funny hearing your interpretation of family because I think a lot of viewers had a reaction to like, oh my gosh, he used family. Did you see Nina's face? Because for the longest time, he was against his family and there was a lot of choosing Nina. And obviously, she's not playing dumb. She knew exactly what was happening and she knew that she was being picked and she was used to that. So that's the thing. When, When Sunny said that, because this is how I was watching it. Nina had no idea what Sunny was talking about, but obviously she suspects Ava being false. So I love what you're saying. Possibly she's registering the fact that like Ava's family, and we know in the past, right, past Sunny, what family means and what privileges that comes with. And it's sort of what Nina is seeking, right? In marrying him, becoming family and wanting mm-hmm. the perks. And she's been trying to get at these perks while engaged. And it hasn't <laughs> really been working. Um, case in point, the penthouse. She was hoping for that privilege of getting in there. Nothing. Like, they questioned her. Nobody would ever question Carly. No. 
and things like him disappearing in the middle of the night she didn't really like understand that you know what i mean she's kind of hoping to be included in this family and in the know so in that moment i actually didn't know how she interpreted that because one she has zero idea of what issue he's referring to because he won't even tell her Mm -hmm. but that term family in that moment didn't include her obviously right because she doesn't know what the thing was about so that was something and then when she was leaning in i was actually shocked when she said I feel like one of your employees because I had so many other sentences that was traveling in my mind. Like I thought she was going to say, I feel like one of your many women or many wives like that came and went. I literally thought she was going to say something like that. Well, right. And that I think would have landed with more weight than saying, I feel like an employee, but I mean, it was something she computed a little something. Something, but I think she can't say that because if she says, I feel like one of the many women or many wives that came and went or your ex-wives, I mean, think about what we've been saying so far, right? She works really hard to maintain a reality that she's comfortable with. And if she were to use Mm -hmm. those references, that would be kind of scary because it would be true. She can't say that. And the worst part is it would be true for Sunny also. Like Sunny would hear that and be like, oh my God, you are... Right. You are one of those that come and go. So hearing you say that makes me think that she did choose her word very specifically because honestly, look at how this works. So look at Sunny's employees. They're in the know, on the outside, not too close to him. Like that's where she lies. She doesn't know all of the parts. She knows bits and pieces of the parts. Mm -hmm. Employees usually last very long, but like they're always kind of on the outside of things in a different way. And that's kind of where Nina is. She doesn't have like a significant importance. She holds one tiny incy beansy part of his life. But all of his employees together make his whole operation work. But the funny thing is, we know from past history that the guards that are around his family are family. Like his family knows the guards really well. So it could be at the end of the day, the guards are, especially the closer ones. Yes. I mean, they know a ton, right? So maybe she's a lackey? Is that what she Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, and I, I, you say it didn't register. Yeah, I don't think it registered because I think from Sonny's perspective, he's like, I think he was like me in that moment where it's like you would have expected a comparison to like an ex-wife, ex-girlfriend. And Mm. I don't think he saw ex-employee coming. And I think he's genuinely confused about what on earth that meant and why you're comparing yourself to one of my employees. And I think that he couldn't care less. Like, think about it. Like, when he's had other relations or other things going on, like, when these things happen, they're important, they're life and death. And that's just where his attention's at. And when she's, like, think about it. This is the kind of partner, if you will, that you can impress with like a date when you need to and a shiny object to kind of make up for this, you know? And he's busy yeah. and he has way more important things going on. And he knows like, where's she gonna go? Who does she have? Like he knows he has a <sighs> way. He knows. Yeah. This yeah. is not something he could do with certain people, but I think that he kind of knows and it doesn't matter. And he knows that. That being said, talking about Sonny's past and all of the women in his life, what did you think of his scene with Carly? I was so taken aback today. I was like, well, this was unnecessary, but you chose to do it. And that's meaningful. You purposely constructed some kind of nighttime pajama scene. And to, to be honest, <laughs> all I kept flashing to watching Sunny and Carly talking was mm-hmm. Nina wrestling and snuggling her pillow when she was angry and alone. And all I kept thinking was, oh, no, is she alone again in the bed? Because that's going to be a thing. 
what a montage that is really funny but like it's so interesting seeing Sunny kind of try to figure out this new version of Carly because you obviously see that he respects her and we kept talking about how he's trying to find his place because he He's not technically in the outside, but he's also not technically on the inside of the circle. And he's trying so hard to respect her boundaries and create these new scenarios. He did start off by using the word Ugh. favor, but he did put in the word gift. Look, Sonny's place is Nina's <laughs> fiance. That, that's his place. Like you pointed out, oh. you're not in, you're not out, but you're not anything because you're her ex-husband and things are actually fine with you. But the fact that he had like that Carly said this, they, because I didn't accept your help, you didn't like that. And you had to concoct something I couldn't say no to just to be connected to her. This is not about like, let me figure out our new dynamic. This is wait a second. I stay here with you. Okay. (laughs) I'm yours. This is us. And I want this back. And it's starting here, and this is what's happening. That had nothing to do with figuring out a new dynamic. This was about establishing an old one with her. <sighs> I just, I like Drew, and I don't want to see it that way. I think she likes Drew, too. And I think Sunny likes Drew also. You know That's what I true. Mean? <laughs> like, there's definitely a lot of love and respect there. I mean, he is engaged. Like, the, that line is there. But few things kind of threw me you know like you pointed out the the use of the word gift um and when he said to her the look on your face (gasps) means everything yes yes I was I literally gasped I was like what and then when he walked away Carly put her head in her hands and I'm like what's that reaction What's that? <sighs> what, what's what's what are you overwhelmed about? Because that overwhelmed had nothing to do with Drew and everything to do with her struggle with Sunny. And she's not saying it. Like last time when they're police station, she had tears in her eyes. But I mean, yes. I feel like bubbling beneath the surface is like, why are you making this difficult? I hate seeing you with her. I love you. I respect you. I want you to be happy. She doesn't bring her up, but that hurts. And I I, I kind of hate it but love it in the sense that for the longest time Nina, he chose a very difficult path and his family had to re-mourn his death in a different way with him walking yeah. around being him. And for the first time, like we're getting to see her actual pain, like an actual breakup, like a real breakup of when you love somebody that love doesn't go away, That's but it true. also doesn't mean be, right. And it also doesn't mean you need to be together, but navigating that with such close ties and on top of that, the mob, like it's so multi-layered that I can understand why that is just so difficult. No, but you're right, though, because he wasn't himself. So it kind of did make it easier to move on because he wasn't Sunny. But now he's acting like Sunny, and that is devastating. Because if he's Sunny, then why aren't you with Carly? Right? Oh, Oh, I said it, and now I'm so conflicted. Now I'm literally (laughs) right there with Carly with my head in my hand sitting on that sofa being like, what are we going to do, Carly? What are we going to (laughs) do? <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I'm confused, right? Because Carly and Michael have contracted Dex to tell them all the details, right? Yes. And at the hospital, <laughs> Michael yes. sees Dex. That's funny. <laughs> and and I was like, Dexy Poo, don't you have stuff you wanna share? And I'm kind of wondering. What what does Dex feel is shareable and what isn't? 
I know, right? Because like it still has to do with Pikeman. I don't like so, and this is exactly what Michael's looking for. But I kind of love their dynamic. It's very brotherly because Michael's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, dummy, I see that you're following Austin." <laughs> and then, then Dex is like, "I got stuff to do. I can't share with you right now." Like, it's very like cute and pokey. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm like, what's going to happen now? Because now this is Dex's life, right? Like, this is his life. And, you know, I don't think he minds sharing information because, like, it's to protect Sonny. And he's worried about him. And he was worried about him. But Sonny is not necessarily being the guy he was when Dex was worried about him. Yes, exactly. Right? So now I might feel weird. Plus, he's confiding in him stuff to do with Ava. That's personal. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's kind of weird to kind of share that with Michael. And so while this is happening, I kind of loved how Austin couldn't care less about talking to Michael or Willow. <laughs> and she's all on a high, right? She's like, right? I'm not dying. So I don't blame her <laughs> for celebrating that and being happy to like, you know, Talk be out in the human. world. <laughs> yeah. And to thank him because he had a role in all of this. And and he's just like, mm, yeah, I'm sure there's lots you guys want to do. Bye. <laughs> that was like so well played that scene because Austin is overloaded with so many things. Right. He's being watched in that very moment by Dex. Right. It was very true to Austin's character. And I, I like that they stuck to it. Yes, yeah, so I love those scenes together. So this is so interesting to me. So when I saw Willow in an episode where, like, Ava was present and talking to Nina, I literally said in my head, huh, I wonder if they're going to follow up on the Willow-Ava thing. Because remember that one time yes. in the hallway, Willow, like, crumbled into Ava. So at this point, I don't think she knew who her mom was. No, she no. didn't. But we knew, and we knew in that hug moment that she's related to Kiki. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting, right? And so then after the hug, Ava obviously knew that there was something wrong. And I remember that the hug got interrupted by Michael being judgmental of Ava. Yes. And then once again, Ava saw Willow struggling at the Quartermain picnic. Yes. And was staring at her. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I didn't know what, I, I guess I kind of thought that she would play this kind of role for Willow in a way. Me that too. Would, would be weird for like her and Nina. But then it turned out to be a Liesl. But now Liesl's kind of dropped off a little bit. So I was totally taken aback when there was a bit of a Willow Ava scene. And it was cute. And they have really good chemistry. And I do hope that that comes out and that there's a conversation there. Because Willow is slowly discovering her family. Now that she has her health back, she can have the time to have these discussions and be curious and find out more. So, okay. So that's the thing. So I'm watching that scene. So, like, Ava feels the way about Michael. Michael makes a comment about Nina. So this is interesting. So Nina comes up here. And, you know, even though Ava and Nina kind of had, like, a weird moment she still sort of advocated for Nina that Nina loves her Mm -hmm. and Willow took that really well and answered everything with big smiles to Ava and that's the thing I would like that conversation right because while I know that Michael can that's got to be a weird conversation Michael can very much talk to Willow about her sister Kiki oh gosh Um, yes shoot Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just thought maybe it might be And nice. the other sister, too. Yep, yeah, and Nell. <laughs> I just thought it might be nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
this all hit me. Okay. Yes, well. <laughs> for sure. Um, that it would be cool to have her have a conversation with Ava maybe about Kiki. I think I would like to see that. There's a lot of moments about Ava being a mom, you know, her worry about Avery, you know, yes. like mourning Kiki and just she's a different person now. And I would actually like to see a conversation about how Ava speaks about Kiki after all this time and having somebody actually take the time to ask and want to know about her and have that opportunity. And there's that connection too. And I think we talked about in previous podcasts, like the loss of a child and what that's like and coming back from that and having another kid and, and still surrounding yourself with love. But there's a lot of commonality as well as learning about our sibling. So another element to that that just popped into my mind is that let's say Ava does get close to Willow. Mm-hmm. Like we saw that Ava is being, is more family with Sunny. Yes. You know, there's been a shift between her and Carly. Mm-hmm. She feels a type of way about Michael and even Joss too. I was hoping for some like room for connection through Trina. Yes. We got a little bit of scenes, but never anything further. There was a moment where like Ava, um, stood up for Cameron, uh, Cameron, Trina, and Joss in the courtroom, or actually I think it was just Cameron and Joss. Like, I don't even think Trina yes. was present. No. But we, we don't see a lot of cross between those kids. It would be really interesting, right? Because a bond with Willow would kind of cement that. And knowing Ava, she would likely, I, I think, I think keep Nina out of that relationship. But what does this mean for when things blow up? Because if things blow up, it's strange how, like, your friend Ava ended up being even more cemented with this family i know right because there's another bonding point at that point in time by being disappointed and and all of this that she's just pushing nina's just pushing everybody together after she broke everything essentially yeah so i i I don't know what that's gonna mean for like an ava nina relationship because like look she's family so Sunny's going to protect her but like what is going to happen like is Nina going to spill that Ava knew is there going to be backlash for Ava like I Oof, don't know I hope not. Mm-hmm. because I feel like the only cuz I could be the theory is that like Ned would regain his memory Mhm I mean but what if Oh tell me tell me what if what What if it's like Ava who ends up feeling the need to disclose it cuz that's the only thing that would save her blow up Nina Mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then there's room for kind of because right now when we see the Ned storyline we see that Ned is somehow into Olivia you know what I mean he's falling for <laughs> Ned's wife yes. he sought her out like that's it's so I like how they're doing it because it's so subtle like first it was he showed up to the Metro court to see Olivia I absolutely love that conversation between Olivia and and Eddie like she was serious like she's at this place where she's accepting what it is and it's just she's being genuine but there's so much good that's going to come from this it removes so much pressure basically olivia's in this place where she doesn't want to fight against anything and she's just sort of allowing reality to be what it is right now and i think he feels she won't hurt him like she won't commit him or anything like that and he mm-hmm. seems to be getting to know a different side of her. She references herself as a Bensonhurst girl. And she walked away and he had this silly little smile. And even today's episode, like, he was alone with Tracy. Yes. And I was watching those scenes unfold. And it was the last few statements when she asked, then why are you staying with us then? You know what right? I mean? Like, if you're so adamant, like, 
who are you trying to make feel better? And then when he said I couldn't stay at Sunny because of all the Goombas, I, I died. I thought that was so funny. And then Tracy got very excited yeah about the fact that ned's in there but i'm like i don't think she's wrong because he's naturally being drawn to them so the thing is like it's possible that that they're gonna allow for eddie main and him and his family to have a natural storyline where he would naturally come back to them and regain his memory on his own not in some dramatic i remember what nina did thing but more in this story about his family Okay, so I know it's, like, super cheesy, like, romance novel, <laughs> but, like, the way we're talking about how Olivia's kind of bringing back her history and letting us know who she is, and, and they might fall in love with each other in a whole different way, and then they're going to have this romantic night, and then they're going to have sex, and he's going to remember. <laughs> that could be a way to jog his memory. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know what, I'm thinking maybe it might happen simultaneously. Like, what if he remembers... Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like simultaneously, a lot of drama is going on because maybe Ava spills the beans. What do you think would cause Ava to be like, I have to tell Sunny? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because Nina has pushed a lot of her boundaries. The only way I can see this happening is if Nina has another scheme, if that scheme affects and involves their children. There's a lot of focus lately on how, you know, Sunny's relationship with Avery and Donna and us actually seeing it on screen. Like if something is going to affect them or her plan or scheming, it was not going to hold back anymore. Okay, so like scenarios would be like Nina doing something to harm the kids. Well, not necessarily um, harm them, but that would greatly affect them in a way, in yes. a negative way, like yes, taking exactly. Sunny away from them, or or doing something that would change the custody that you know Harley would have more time, or like something that would really affect the time they have together. Okay, so something that would negatively impact the kids. Um, what if she feels indebted to Sunny? What if something in their relationship becomes honest and genuine that she feels that like, you know what? Nina's my friend. We're family. You did this for me. There's something you need to know. Because now all out of nowhere, Sunny shows up to give Carly this gift about getting Drew out of solitaire. Like what if more is going down there? And he's desperate to get Drew out or something happens. Because I think Drew will be connected to the whole Pikeman thing, possibly. What if Sunny actually gets Nicholas's body back so Ava's going to be yeah. like endlessly grateful and here's a gift for you? Yeah, because that's the only way to save and to salvage their relationship. Like, already he did all this for her. She's doing this. I mean, yeah, things might be... He might not be happy with her, but... You know, he'll understand, right? Nina, uh, sorry, Ava being the only one who kind of supported his relationship. I just think that they've, they have such a strong foundation right now, Ava and Sunny, that there's room for forgiveness there toward Ava, not necessarily toward Nina. Oh my God, 100%. Well, just the fact alone that they talked about the whole thing with Austin, like it didn't take much for her to spill her beans. And he's like, why didn't you come to me first? She's like, oopsie, boopsie. And he's like, okay, let's do this thing. Let's fix this. Like it didn't take yeah. much. No. So that's because that's what I'm thinking, because right now, if things are so good with Ava, like I don't see Nina going down alone. Like, you know what I mean? I see her dragging Ava into it. I don't see Nina being like Mm. noble. Right. right. I I see her being like, well, Ava made me do it. Ava suggested it. (gasps) That could be a reason why. What if Nina gets annoyed being like, you know what? You were the one that suggested it. And she gets worried that she's going to be dragged into it. It's also interesting what you're saying because they also threw in a nugget this, uh, I think it was today, 
where Carly's like, oh, I'm so glad that everything's okay with Avery. Ava must be so happy. She was so worried about everything going oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's so true. They have so much secret respect for each other, like, when they're not. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's actually kind of big. I totally heard her say that. And I totally didn't click to be like, that's sort of a big thing to say. It just felt kind of normal, like their family. Well, exactly. And it brings back to the scene huh. where they called her in to babysit. And she really, truly didn't even question them. She just went along with the plan. Like, the three of them are a family. So, yes, I could see Ava wanting to um, protect herself. But at the same time, like, she sees the bonds that she's created. And she wants to keep pursuing that avenue. Yeah, but I love it. She's like, I would have never pictured the new Jason being a woman, and I kind of love it that it's a right. <laughs> it's kind Me of too. interesting. I'm really enjoying that. So, okay, so we were talking a lot about like Ava and Nina, and one thing I thought was funny about how they did the scenes was that you had Trina in the scenes with Ava, and I love yes. that she wants to come back to work with her, which honestly made my logistical heart happy when she gave all these practical reasons, like these logistical reasons for wanting to work yes. for Ava. <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like, it was just so random. Like, Trina was there. It was the way that they, like, transitioned people. You know what I mean? Like, how randomly Spencer's in the pool. You don't know Spencer's there? Like, you got in, you sat with Ava, I know. you didn't know Spencer was there with his, like, baby brother? That part was weird, but I loved how much good stuff that Ava and Trina just talk about all this good stuff about Spencer about how he's a good brother and everything like it's just they've come such a long way I know that Ava had a really hard time with Spencer but ever since that video and everything moving forward and killing his dad and stuff um that she really had a new <laughs> respect for Spencer. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm really glad they came full circle given their cute initial bond years ago, like when he was yeah. a child. So Trina gets to go spend some time with Spencer and the baby. They that, have a that baby. Oh my god, he's like legit the cutest baby. Cutest baby. And then like Spencer is super supportive toward Trina and about, you know, Trina leaving to go support her mom. Yeah. But meanwhile, Johnny noticed this. Because you know how Esme was in the background just staring the at them? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, how'd she get a bathing suit? Because uh, at, <laughs> like, at one point, she's just there fully clothed, like, you know, a mom. Like, dressed like a mom, coming to check on her kid in a pool. And then out of nowhere, she just appears later. In, like, her whole, like, bathing suit all geared up, ready to go. All like, oh, I want to take him in the pool. I w Johnny was dying. He was laughing at Spencer. <laughs> like, he said, Spencer triple looked. Oh, yeah. He was trying so hard to not look, but he could not help it. Not. <laughs> I was like, I like how they're doing it, though. It's all quite subtle because it's funny. She had her moment with his abs a few weeks ago. Yes. And now he's having his moment with her. And I mean, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, right? Given that we know the history. But yes. how is Esme less drama than Trina right now? Honestly, and I, do, I love the way they're playing this out. I absolutely, I'm going to make a fashion kind of observation that she was wearing the hot bank. You know, Barbie's really popular right now. Oh, so yeah. It, right. And just the fact, like, I think it ties into me anyways, 
the conversation she had with Alexis saying like how much she enjoys working. She's still continuing the strides of being a good person. She listened to Alexis advice. She had Mm -hmm. great questions to ask and she's just continuing down this path of trying to be a better person, not being defensive about it. So yes, it is crazy interesting that she is just trying to live her life, take care of her son and do her thing. Yeah, I actually did like the the conversation she has with Alexis and that, you know, she has just changed a lot, right? And that to hear that she's doing better at her job, that's so interesting. Um, but but yeah, I just think the word path is very meaningful because they're just headed down a different path. Like Esme is in a different world than Trina yes. and Josh. She's a mom. Right? That comes with a lot. And you think about things differently. Your goals are different. Like, you don't have a choice. And she's doing a great job. Meanwhile, Trina is like, oh, my mom, we have this, like, crazy relationship. And then, like, I have a new dad. And then that <laughs> dad might be paralyzed. And he doesn't want to go back with my mom. Mm. But he's making a relationship with, my, with me. My mom's being all desperate and thirsty right now. And it's just <laughs> a lot. So it's like there is so much going on in Trina's world. And I think Esme is less complicated because she's connected to no one. And her dad's dead and her mom's in jail. Right. And she's just, they're, they're playing house. You know what I mean? With like Lauren, Kevin away. They've really done a good job of getting along, being patient and kind with each other. And that's kind of thanks to Portia for that course she made them take. <laughs> yes. And the thing is they have like shared family, right? Because her biological yes. family, she just found out Ryan and Heather, but really they kind of share grandparents in a way because like, yeah, like Laura stepped up, Kevin stepped up. Right. So then mm-hmm. she has them as her support, but they're his, his like grandparents, but then it's like Alexis is helping her. So it's so funny that like their family air quotes and social circle is actually one. Huh. That's very true. So, I mean, they're definitely like in a different place. And then like the fact that like Trina goes to see Portia and even tells her I'm here because like Spencer encouraged me to come. I don't think it moves the needle at all for Portia, but I feel like for a split second, she was like, oh yeah, he's a better person than you right now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Especially since like, what is it? What do you call it? Like a, not a personal trainer, but like his rehab Oh, okay. he's like OT therapist. So I'm really liking the therapist. I'm like yes. such a nerd. I'm loving how he's able to speak to like Curtis's recovery and where he's at in his recovery, but the way in which he's able to like connect and work with Curtis. And he seems to have a sixth sense about you know, what Curtis needs, you know, like he's there training. Portia shows up. They have private time, Portia and Curtis. And, like, look, I, I can't imagine how hard it is for her, right? But but it's just a crappy reality that it makes sense from what he's saying. He's dealing with this paralysis, um, which, by the way, Trina opened a window. I forget yes, who she, she was talking to. She said, Curtis has a spinal injury, and the doctor says all spinal injuries sort of, like, are unique. So there's that window open for, like, Curtis to go through this challenge and likely will recover. That's what that kind of statement was. But, like, it was kind of true, though. Like, he's going through this, like, physical health issue, um, creating a relationship with his daughter, and he said he didn't have space for this. And to be frank, like, life is a lot, and I can kind of understand that he doesn't have space for that. 100%. 
a regular relationship without any drama or poor Charles issues can be hard. Not because you don't love them, but because life is hard. (laughs) Exactly. And so the thing is, they have this conversation. He makes his boundaries perfectly clear. And this is kind of what, like, bugged me when he was in the hospital and she grabbed his phone away. I'm like, he can't move and he has little control and he feels, like, helpless. And you're like, got your phone. Like, I didn't like that. And so even now, like, he doesn't have a control over an awful lot and it like it sucks she's getting the brunt of it and it means kind of like sucking it up and kind of sticking around because at the end of the day you're sort of the only thing Curtis can control by like saying no to you basically and he tells you all these things I I want a space all that and then right when he leaves the OT comes back and she acts like they're in this great marriage being like tell me everything I need to do and I was like what is going on and he kind of called her out on things he said how can you help exactly and he was actually very protective of Curtis and was basically saying you know it's about him right now and you got to work on his timetable not yours I love that he said it because he's he's an impartial person, right? He's there. He, he's experienced this with many other of his patients, clients, and she needed to hear it. And I don't know if it did anything, but the point is, like you said, she has to respect his boundary. Like, this is no longer about her and her wants. And you're my husband. Yeah, that's great and all. But, you know, you want to check in on him. It's kind of like when everything happened with Nina and Willow. There's so mm-hmm. many different ways that she could have been included. Like we said. You can bring her food. You can drop off a care package of magazines and makeup. It doesn't mean that you physically have to be there asking how he feels every two seconds. Respect his boundaries. Try again in a lighter, different way. I know, right? And the thing is, she's then in her office looking up kind of ramps and all these things and is with Trina. And then Trina's playing into Portia's narrative, right? She's like, he's going to need us both. We're going to have to do this. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. there was a conversation where Curtis says, I want to build my relationship with my daughter. You, not so much. And don't (laughs) forget that Marshall had said to Portia, I want to give, I want to like take a step back and I want to get my own place. And that's what I think. I think Curtis will end up moving in with Marshall. And I thought maybe that yes. was the whole reason, let's say Marshall decides to get his own place. And so Miss Wu comes to visit Curtis. Miss Wu, little sneaky sneak, just lingering and lurking. Oh, man. And then when he said, who said we're friends? I was like, Curtis? She looks do sad. Do not. Though. I know. I was like, do not hurt her feelings. She's going to hurt you. She's going to hurt you. And, and I really think she has tried. I think she's meant it. Like, let's just be friends and family, okay? I will protect you. Just do all my illegal stuff. And so... <laughs> And so, like, when I remember Marshall going to Portia being really yes. concerned about the Savoy, and I'm like, okay. But then when he walked in there, I was like, thank you. Are we picking mm. up on the fact that Curtis has a background in air quotes? He came to Port Charles with a bit of a background where he seemed connected. Yes. Remember that Joey guy? He seemed to kind of be in talks. He knew about people approaching Curtis's club. Yes. Which was like, you know, I think Miss Wu or maybe not Miss Wu yet. But like that was his whole, like that was there and it was never kind of picked back up on. And now he said he's going to run the Savoy. And I'm just thinking, what on earth is going to happen? We've seen how he feels about a Sunny and a Miss Wu. Is she going to force Marshall to do business or will she back off? I don't know, because then there was that weird, odd moment when Sonny's on the phone, and usually you don't hear what's going on, and Sonny's no. like, he was like, Selena, you can't conduct business without me. 
I'm like, what on earth are they talking about? Since when do they like just chill, talk on the phone? Like, I know that was a very relaxed, informal mob dispute, <laughs> right? It really kind of like, okay, were they talking about Curtis's club? Like, what were they talking about? I don't know, but I'm kind of loving this place Marshall is taking, being like, I'm going to need a lot of help. Teach me. Yeah, I like it too. And knowing Marshall, I feel like, I feel like that, you know, while he may, well, you saw Curtis, right? Like, Marshall's all stupid. He knows exactly what's going on. Yes. (laughs) And then Curtis is like, running a club is complicated. That's where I'll leave it. And Marshall was like, yeah, I, yeah, you, you could just teach me and I'll take it from here, Curtis. But I could see Marshall like learning, but also making space to like let Curtis do some stuff too. You know what I mean? Like I can see that. I can see how maybe living with Marshall would be positive for Curtis because I could see Marshall giving him room to be, whereas I don't think Portia would be able to do that. I don't think Portia will be able to give him autonomy or really like reach him in the way that Marshall can. And I do feel that Marshall is there to ground Curtis. Like Curtis has sort of lived in this weird black and white world where he wants things just so and he's not very forgiving and he's very inflexible. And I feel like Marshall's just been here and he's really kind of like put Curtis in check a lot and I think he can use a heavy dose of Marshall well he treats him like a real person I mean even Curtis said like I hurt my back my brain's good like we can uh I can go to work and do some things and (laughs) yes stop like we can work together and Marshall can keep an eye on him like it's a really good thing I think that Curtis can go back to his job and handle certain responsibilities and delegate a little bit more like I can see that as extremely positive. Yeah, I see that too. And so speaking of Curtis, I'm thinking of Jordan, obviously. <laughs> Where else would my mind go? Um, and Jordan showed up to a little soiree because she's like really close with her daughter-in-law. It's so funny because it always kind of throws me off because I kind of forget. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Jordan, Alexis, yes, they are family. <laughs> I kind of liked a lot of that, right? They do have their little family, but I'm sorry. It was so rude not to invite Christina. So rude. There is literally no, like, it was your choice not to deal with this like a big girl. It was your choice to kind of pretend things were fine with your sister when you could have spoken to her. And I think that's really crappy. Um... So she does that whole thing, and I loved, I loved every second of it. I love how Sam and Alexis were like, <laughs> yes. "This is not good, right? Like, this is not." <laughs> um, I love the relationship also that Jordan has with Molly. You know what I mean? Super respectful, asking questions, and I was actually kind of yes. happy Jordan was there because I'm like, she's obviously not letting her detectiveness go, and I'm wondering, okay, is this a clue? But I'm glad that she's there to hear all the information you're sharing on this person that's going to be your surrogate. Yes, absolutely. Um, I loved it. I found that there were so many realistic elements to it. So Molly is sharing this. Everyone there is being supportive, but literally everyone at that table has so many concerns. And so many questions that they're, they're not ready to ask. Cause you see that Molly has like a face on And what I find interesting that they're doing with her character right now is that there was a big focus on Christina and bringing back like the high drama and her immaturity and just certain ways that she acts. And now I feel like there's a switch happening. Like Molly basically said she's never had a chance to tantrum because all the focus has always been on Christina. Mm -hmm. So now at this point in her life where she's supposed to be 
well, ultimately mature because she's going to be a mother, air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> that she's taking a turn. Like right now, Christina is so focused on her project and really reaching out to people. And I find like they're showing that Christina is finding her groove. Like she could have handled that terribly. Like it could have gone to level 10, but Christina asked some real questions and she was genuinely hurt. She wasn't going there looking for drama no. or fight or anything like that. But when she said to Molly in the end, I think she said like, I never realized how selfish, selfish you are or something along those lines. I was like, wow, this is so interesting. They're really trying to do like a, a little bit of a role reversal here. Well, I think it's even, I think it's more than that. I think that they're actually digging in deep into their relationship you know, they said some really significant things that I never even considered, but that mm -hmm. Molly as a kid was really scared and helpless during uh, that time Christina was in an abusive relationship. But the fact that like she seemed like that Christina took up so much space that like Molly really didn't get a chance to be mm -hmm. and everything was kind of around Christina. But I think that's the thing. Like she's still living a life that's all about Christina, even when Christina's not doing anything. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that this is really about Molly. Like, yes, Christina is what she is. And when you tell her, she hears you and she usually adapts. And I think it was so hurtful to have excluded her like that. And her explanations were really terrible. Like, they I can were. invite who I want. I was having a dinner party, yeah, with every single person in the family except her. Because you assumed the worst of her. Even though you led Christina to believe that everything was fine when it wasn't. Exactly. Like all, all of it was just super shady and Christina didn't even do any of those things. She was happy for her and told her that because also Christina feels like she didn't get a chance to be a big sister to her. And, you know, every time she keeps saying, you're going to just brag that you, it was this gift that you gave us. And she keeps saying, I didn't invite you because it's not about you. What does that even mean? It's not I about know. her. You know, you're the one that's not making it about you in a way. And like at the same time, it's, you're the one who feels insecure about the fact that you're not being a, you're hurt that you can't have a child, but you're acting like it's a you versus her kind of a thing. And the funny thing is, as much as she says, like, I always have to be the mature one and, and Christina takes everything. And I'm sure parts of those things are for sure true. But in this moment, it feels like Molly doesn't really know how to live her life, not in reaction to Christina. That's a, a very interesting point. And I like, I'm wondering how this whole surrogate thing is going to play out. And there was a spotlight. Like, I think it's Gregory's real-life daughter who played yes! number one. So that was kind of neat to see. Family connections. But is this going to play out? Are we just going to have a switch last minute to Christina? Is something going to unfold? Like, I'm really curious as to how this is going to play out in the end for the actual surrogate. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as she thinks it's going to be. What I do have to say about going back to Molly and Christina for a minute is that mm -hmm. while, because that's the thing, remember, things had been left good between Christina and Molly, but yes. Molly was the one who decided to create drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? She didn't make the decisions based on reality. She's like, oh, well, she's going to do horrible things. I'm not going to invite her. She, like Molly was the one to create the drama and Christina didn't bite. So that was really interesting to me. And what was also interesting, too, is that TJ had no idea. No, exactly. That's I was roomy. I was like, if you're going to do this sneaky thing, you might want to tell your, like, domestic partner not to spill the beans. One, I was truly surprised that they, she wasn't willing to wait until he was available so that they can share the news together. So that was, like, first red flag. That's and true. Then, 
And then second, because that's really not a Molly thing to do. And then the second red flag was, yes, that TJ just assumed that, hey, everything is great between these two sisters. Why wouldn't she be there? Yeah, she totally created a problem. And I think that nobody knows how to react to Molly being the one to instigate a problem. Because even Sam was confused. Because when she was talking to Dante, (laughs) she's like, Molly has the right to do what she wants to do. No one would call her out and say, you did a crappy thing. Because they're not used to it. Because that's what I mean. As a family, they operate under these, these like, lenses, right? Molly is good. Christina is a screw-up. So even when Molly does crappy things, we just assume it's fine. We're like, it's fine, I guess. (laughs) But Christina's really hurt, but I guess it's fine. And speaking to like what your like speculations are about like the surrogate, what's going to happen. I think maybe we have a clue. And Alexis used our line that we always joke about the whole fast track, like to become a doctor or to change any career. There's like a fast track when Mm -hmm. when she told everyone the surrogacy plan and that they found one. Alexis said, you're on the fast track. Oh my God, I totally missed that. That's good. (laughs) And Molly has said this more than once and is very fixated on her timeline. We found one. I'm going to be a mom by next year. I'm going to be a mom by next year. Mm. And we all know that like surrogacy doesn't always go smoothly, right? In terms of whether the pregnancy actually takes all this stuff. So, I mean, look, I don't feel like they've threw in Christina for nothing and I think what's going to happen is their relationship is going to have to be resolved before Chris- before everything kind of comes to a head things don't really work out so much heartbreak and they really get to the crux of the problem and Molly really works through her stuff because literally we saw this go down and we're to be like we are mentally physically financially super well and we're gonna do this it was just right. like, I was like wow <laughs> I was just like this feels really intense and it feels like maybe maybe you're lying to yourself a little bit and I loved all of the debriefs like I loved Jordan and Alexis and yes. Jordan being like I kind of felt like I needed a debrief after that and I love that they just kind of sat there just like talking about it like they did like I was wondering if Alexis was gonna poke around for work but I love that it was really just like a grandma to future grandma convo it felt really real and genuine yes. when big stuff happened and then you kind of leave and you chatted up with your husband or your bestie and you're like okay so like am I wrong here did this feel oops, they weird? all did it they all did it <laughs> Sam did it yeah. Jordan did it. so I actually that's exactly what it was it all felt real and I really love that they're giving they're they're putting attention into the uh, to the davis girls dynamic because that's where they lie right we got that one scene years ago we were all like what remember they were doing that donation thing and christina and like sam got into it that was the first time we got a davis girls interaction where all these dynamics were being brought up and i was like interesting so i love it like it's their thing it's really what makes their family in particular magic Oh, 100%. I love it. Absolutely. Like to add to the wildness of it all, the asking of the godmotherness from Sam. What? When Molly asked Sam to be the godmother. I totally missed that. I totally, (laughs) totally missed that. So wait a second. Wait a second. So Molly announced the surrogacy and also found a godmother to the baby and I mean look at first I bought the whole you know TJ's working so it's hard for us to get everyone together fine but does TJ know that his baby has a godmother 
Well, this is the thing, right? Because now we have a Trina in the mix. There's an extended family situation happening. And when Sam had her loan, Sam looked like she wanted to slowly navigate the whole Christina situation. And Molly kept kind of cutting her off and then yep. asked her this question. And Sam kind of said, like, okay, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Of course, I would love that. But, and then they got interrupted by Christina. Oh, so it's wild wow. times. Wild times <laughs> yeah no I, I really love what they're doing uh with the family and like that whole storyline um nice. other family that I kind of love a lot like another little teeny family that's definitely I feel taking up more space and that we've come to love a lot is like the Finns or the Harrisons or the Gregory's what like, what the, the chases the chases <laughs> we never know we, we never don't know, know. We never we know. That's the important part, right? And like the Violet, new it's Violet and her peeps. Violet's Violet crew. That's so true. Like I love it's all the like, there's a show back in the day. I don't know if you remember, like my three dads. Like there's yes. like a very, very strong male influence. And I love that she has her people, but it was it's interesting that she's the one that observes and is worried about her grandpa and that she told Finn, and that's kind of how it came out. I knew that was going to happen. I was so worried when she was babysitting. I At know. first, she was babysitting. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. It's accurate. I was so worried. At the moment I saw the bracelets, I'm like, well, yeah, like, like Violet's going to see. But I just have to say this. Ben and Elizabeth, they're hitting the cute spot. Once again, the cute spot formerly held by TJ and Molly. Their date was so lovely. Her dress so flowy and colorful. And freaking Lua at the pool. I'm like, they're really doing it good. They know what to do. Lua or Luau? Luau. <laughs> My words are tired. <laughs> Your words are tired. I, okay, honestly, like, there could have been a drinking game in terms of how much they said the word happy to one another, but I truly am happy that they are happy. Also, I thought inappropriate thoughts. Like, all these characters on the soap opera, it's like, if you find someone that you really find impressive and really love, make sure they have siblings because they're, there's always a spare. Like, that's what it feels like. Oh, my with- gosh. <laughs> Such a bad thought. But it's so bad. But it happens a lot on the show. But I'm really happy for Finn and Elizabeth. And while I hope Hayden is safe somewhere, I hope that she's not coming back anytime soon. Because we know that Lulu is. My gosh, so many mentions. But yeah, back to Elizabeth and Finn. I'm really glad with the direction things are going, his description of love. And I love how much Gregory. Like, when it finally came out and they were talking about it, like, again, amazing acting, an early star. Um, They did a really good job of just kind of breaking through and breaking down why he didn't say and what this means. And the fact that he said stuff like, I didn't want you to look at me like that. Like, these are all true and significant things. I think they're true. But I also think one thing he hasn't said as to why he kept his secret is because it only just makes it more real. You know what I mean? And I think it's just scary. Like when I heard Gregory actually say more things like, you know, we just reconnected and that's true. That's Mm -hmm. huge. Right. Like, like how much would you want to kind of like 
ignore this fact that's happening. You haven't been in your kid's life for like 20 years. You finally have this amazing relationship and now you're sick. Like who would want to face that? So I like, and I, and when, and when Finn found out and I saw the tears coming, I was yeah, like, Oh my gosh, cool. you know, and I watched the scenes and it was just so emotional and Finn does such, such an amazing job, but I am really worried. Right. Like when they both said, could you help when, when Gregory asked Finn, can you help me tell Chase like 100%, I think Chase will be crushed. Like I don't know how Chase is going to take this. It's going to be bad, but I think the important thing is he has Brooklyn and she'll have help balance things out for him. I think Brooklyn is more than capable of being that caregiver and a supporter, but like, I don't know where she's at right now. Like right now we see a lot of Brooklyn anxious about his job. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, she took Tracy out because she was driving everyone nuts. She got her drunk Hilarious. and it didn't, re- it, okay. Those scenes were super funny, but it didn't really get Brooklyn anything new or get her anywhere. I mean, I enjoyed those scenes with Tracy because in my head, I'm like, okay, but Luke's been dead for a while, but it's true. We've never seen her grieve. And I imagine yeah. that losing Ned in the way that she has obviously is triggering grief. And that made a lot of sense for me that like, she's lonely and bored. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely made a lot of sense, and I definitely felt for her. So it's like, Tracy's been a lot harsh, but this is the moment where I felt like we can really all connect with that. So it's like, Brooklyn is so sympathetic. She understands this. But the thing is, Tracy's still not letting go of deception. So I don't know what this means for Brooklyn. You finally understand what's motivating your grandmother. She's still threatening you. So, like, I don't Mm -hmm. understand kind of what this means, how to get out from under this. So, it's like, with the fact that Brooklyn's, like, managing yet another scheme, I I don't know. I don't know. And maybe, you know what? Oh. Oh. Because Tracy says she's focused on the scheme because she's bored and she misses Luke. But if Gregory is sick... I can see Tracy. Okay, so then Tracy will be focused on Gregory. Brooklyn will be focused on Chase. And maybe Deception will be put to the side for a little bit. If that's all it is. And it made sense, though, when she said, I want it all for me. Because remember, Tracy was cut out of ELQ. And she doesn't exactly have anything. So the fact that she's just impressed by the company and wants in. So I don't know where they're, where this is going to go, but like, I do think that if the, the, as the truth comes out about Gregory, that that's where Tracy's focus will be. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. And so another heartbreaking thing was mm-hmm. Sasha. Oh my gosh. I don't, I know that has, this has to play out. There's specific things that need to happen for the story to come back around. But, oh my gosh. That creepy doctor is doing such a good job at being creepy. It, it is incredible because my skin crawls when I see him. Her acting is so incredible and you feel for her and it is so devastating and changing the nurses and everything. And I'm kind of, I was laughing my head off at Cody's plan. What did you think of Cody's plan? Oh man. <laughs> so he was already heated when he was talking to Sam. Yes. Um, okay, so about the nurses, right? One nurse got taken mm-hmm. off, but even that like tough nurse, so like Chase's like real life wife. Yes. You know, she's very serious about her job and I think she sees something as off. Yes. So for me, I'm like, okay, cool. We have some nurses in Sasha's corner. All it takes is one of them to talk to um the one that got dismissed. I don't remember her name. Who was do you remember the name of the nurse that he like dismissed? 
I don't remember. Okay, so I just feel like if Cody can talk to that nurse or even Sam, because even Sam snuck in. Yes. Um, that doctor, though, that's the thing, because I'm like, they both kind of like play poker for Miss Wu. But like, Miss Wu was a deception investor. She even showed up to Home and Heart the first time Sasha was on. Right? Yes. And like, fix things there for them. So I'm like, if they find, if she finds out that they're messing with Sasha, because like, deception did take a hit over this. And we know Miss Wu cares about her bottom line. I'm just kind of wondering what Miss Wu will do when she finds out what they do to Sasha. But they did to her. I mean, she knows Glass is stealing money. That's one thing. But drugging mm-hmm. her? I don't know. I don't know. I think Miss Wu has a set, has her own code. And yes. I, I don't think this is a part of it. And there are, are going to be some severe consequences. Yeah, I kind of feel like Miss Wu's going to kill the doctor. I know. Yeah. You, you that's, gotta, though. <laughs> yeah, like, that's where I'm at with that. So, like, I just love that Dante detectived and figured out what Cody was doing. Because at first when Cody lunged at Gladys, I'm like, this feels so, like, a lot and extra and out of character. But, like, yes. when he was, like, doing that, like, launched at Gladys, I'm like, at the TV, I'm like, no, Cody, don't. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, like, this is the thing for me. Like, I loved a little bit of the history. Mac disclosing that he had yes. a similar storyline so... back in the day. Um, also the fact that, like, is this not any red flags for Mac? Like, if the fact that Gladys refused to press charges because she doesn't want anyone looking into her shady activities, aren't you like... Oh, why didn't he uh, bring that up? I don't know. And then, like, Dante finally figured things out, but I find this kind of strange for me because Dante is such a do-gooder, and the fact that Dante's holding on to, like, a paternity secret is actually kind of mind-blowing to me. Like, this guy does not like secrets. I mean, he put his own brother in jail because he's all about honesty. True, true. Yeah. So this new Dante is crazy. Yeah, so I don't know if Cody's going to get his way and get committed. I'm just grateful for Cody because of him. Like, he's relentless on this. And I think it'll force other people to take a closer look at Gladys, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I also loved how they spoke to Cody like a child. Mac was like, Cody, pick up the papers. <laughs> and he did. And I was like, well, that was really funny but, like, me. In my head, this is how it played out. He took the chair and slowly laid it down on the ground. And then he like sprinkled some papers on the ground. Like, is this how you do it? Is this how you tantrum? <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, what is happening? Until so Dante like literally walked me through it. Because I feel like he was only talking to me and no one else while I was watching the episode. <laughs> and so Mac leaves. And I really did not expect that conversation with Felicia. So she what? was like give me a job and then oh something about her shady little face and he's like are you scheming with Luciana or my brother I thought that was so funny but then he points her in the direction of the hospital and I'm like oh okay and they brought up you know Maxie's like heart transplant so I'm just kind of curious because I feel like no matter what Felicia does she's gonna try to like crime solve or solve crime yeah both (laughs) <laughs> oh, if she if she works at the hospital, is this oh she's gonna get thrown into Pikeman. She's gonna get thrown into Pikeman. If she's at the hospital, she's already oh, suspicious of Austin. Yeah. She's gonna see stuff at the hospital. She's getting pulled into Pikeman, even from the hospital. So Max's gonna be like, I said no to the police station, told you to go to the hospital, and you still got involved. And she said, No, 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 I'm not doing my PI stuff. 
Okay. She's going to do PI stuff at the she's hospital. Totally, she can't help it. She's just really good at it. She has a good eye for things, a good gut instinct. And yep. I just think HR is going to have to have a talk with Felicia and be like, we said PR, not PI. That's what you were hired to do. <laughs> I can completely see that happening and being very funny. Um, but like also talking about the whole Pikeman situation. Yep. Okay. So my, my take on Valentine is that I don't think he's bad. I think he's secretly on his own trying to collect Pikeman information. What do you think? He can't be bad, but he's obviously lying. Oh, yes, but lying for good? The greater good? I can't (laughs) see him doing anything bad. I kind of like the Dante-Sam conversation about it, right? He never do anything to Charlotte. He loves Charlotte. I believe he loves Anna. You know, we can't really trust him. But I cannot see why he would be doing something bad to do something bad. But I also think it's sloppy. And part of me is like, he wants Anna to know. Because why would you leave the door open and say that? Then come in and say a lie. Oh, Martin insisted on doing this. Like, that's not Valentine, like, at all. He's very, very careful. And to, to then toss sensitive papers onto the sofa. Again, I feel like he wanted her to see. My favorite Mm -hmm. line was, you lied to me. But then it turned into me like not what I thought it was going to be. So I was like, never mind. I take it back. But (sighs) who did you? I paused. I paused. I took a picture of the paper. Um, His name is on it. Right. His name is on it. And it says stuff about like, it seemed like an insurancy thing. It said something. Okay. Whatever I sort of was able to read fit with this concept of a pipe burst. So I feel like a pipe may have burst, but he went to a different place. Oh, wow. Okay. You, okay. You got really nitty gritty in there. Got I it. think so. And it's like, was he blackmailed to run things? Cause they're so scary. Or was like oh. Valentine running it all along. Right. Cause he was like the liaison for Sunny. I don't was, know. Or is it the fire was a threat to him to get more ingrained in the pikeman thing oh or did they tell him to set the house on fire and then he (laughs) did and then and then he said i'm gonna do it but i'll make sure she's not in there and then was like look at this nice hotel anna i don't have a house so apparently we can't stay there and we both need to stay in a hotel Where does he live? Okay, and then there's a theory. Yes, I know. We know where Charlotte lives, but apparently, yeah, he bed hops, apparently, is what he's doing. And, um, like, there's, like, suspicion. Like, what if it's Alex, like, her sister that she pushed into the water? And I'm like, you push your sister in the water, do you think she's dead? Okay, that's how life works. Especially in Port Charles. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody. But even when you have I know, a body. I know, even when you have a body. <laughs> There's still no guarantees of death in poor Charles. Even when you, like, don't, when you don't feel a pulse, when they're stuck in a freezer, they still come back. I'm laughing like it's a slogan for a funeral home. There's no guarantees of death. That's like their, <laughs> their warranty. Like, we're, we, you owe us money. We will bury your person. We will do what we need to do. But we don't guarantee that they're dead. So if they come back, that's not on us. No refund and you must pay again. Yeah, you must pay again (laughs) for their second and third deaths. Yeah, The fourth one's free, but we've never gotten that far. (laughs) It's like a stamp card. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's super funny. 
Um, oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Did we did we cover all the things? Did we I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, we did. Okay, I'm gonna throw out something. I'm just gonna throw out some like what? cute moments. Okay. Okay. Like, what are you throwing? Just... <laughs> a bowl, kitchen. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <what's>... Ow. <laughs> Suck Okay. When <laughs> Sam and Dante rock paper scissors so that to see who can talk first. Like, oh my god, so cute. They're, They're so, so freaking cute. adorable. They're so cute. Um, it's gonna be so bad. How are they gonna make us empathetic to Lulu? She's gonna wake up for her coma. And everyone's gonna be like, ah, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, hi. Oh, Maxie, Maxie, she gets a house and she's like, oh, oh, you're back now? Really? This is the timing? It's going to be awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. I mean, it's cute if they're roommates and stuff. Like, I can see oh, that kind yeah. of rolling out. Like, it'd be so fun and yeah. comedic and silly. And she could help her human in the 2023, you know? Oh my, she's going to need a guide because nobody guided Nina. And we all saw how that <laughs> turned out. Exactly. Okay. So another, uh, I'm really proud of Christina and all the work that she's doing. And I'm so excited that she chose Terry, Dr. Randall, yes. to be part of the board. Director, so she's really building her team. So she's got a Michael, <laughs> she's got, I believe, she asked Nina. <laughs> I know Nina doesn't fit, but she whatever, she really doesn't. No, um, and now Dr. Randolph. So you know, yeah. she's making strides, she's going in the right direction. So I'm really happy about that. Um, and since usually I ask you first, but you panic, I'm gonna give you some time to think I about your one. favorite life. Oh, you do? Okay, go for it. When Sonny referred to like Mason and his crew as Pawtuck Yahoos. Oh my God, I missed that. That's so funny. That's really good. <laughs> and, um, and this is this is like a sentimental fave. Okay. When Olivia says to to Eddie, "You're hurting no one as as Eddie," and then he says, "I'm hurting you." Ooh, yeah, well, it did make me go, uh, then too. <laughs> yeah. And my third one was just when Ned referred to like Sonny's goons as Goombas. I thought that was funny. That was hilarious. So, yeah. my first line is Tracy, when she's talking to Brooklyn, and she said, You forced me to come to this pineapple purgatory. <laughs> Um, and I have let's see I'm gonna choose I have a few I think I'm gonna stick with some Cody lines when he kind (laughs) of he's like you know Dante's like you gotta be careful the next time you see Gladys blah 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 Cody's like the next time I see that Gladys it's the way that he said it and he basically used the word Gladys as a swear word fantastic love it and then when he was trying to get himself committed to Ferncliff he said I just feel like a tumbleweed blowing through a ghost town. (laughs) (laughs) You are not a Nixon Falls, Cody. Get it right. Get it right. It made me laugh because it was so random and awesome. And he did a great job delivering all his lines. And I mean, honestly, from my end of things, stars for everybody. It was a fantastic week. What about you? Yeah, stars for everyone. I love when Dante goes, you're such a bad actor. Right? Oh my God. (laughs) That was so funny. No, honestly, it was really good. Everybody this week deserves a star. Drunken Tracy, amazing. And her hair loose, like the whole, like, Love it. what you were saying about her and letting loose and seeing a different side to her, like, oh my gosh, so oh, that's good. true. Loving everything, right? Yeah. Loving everything that's happening. Oh, oh my gosh, another week done. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next week. Oh my gosh, folks, that's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.